Welcome to Queens of the Tech Age. Uh, my name is Kat Baker and with me is Amor Ahmed. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us again and coming back for another episode. Amora, how are you doing? I am well, Kat. How are you? I'm enjoying this mini heatwave. It's quite nice. And I've... <laughs> I got my legs out today. That that's, always makes me feel happy. And I've, I've had a weekend of programming. So... Just enjoying new. Sounds like I was going to say. Sounds like you're enjoying life. A heat wave. We're in September. Are we in September. We are in September. Yes, we it's are. twenty six degrees outside. This is glorious. This is crazy. What a... Global warming. For those of you who don't admit <laughs> that it's happening. Yeah. How are you? I mean, apart from the horrendous news out of Texas, how are you feeling? I'm well, thank you. I I spent this weekend just doing. Some, some TLC, my mental health has been, um, it's, it, you know when you're so busy sometimes in life, when you have so much going on that you forget to kind of take care of yourself? Um, and, and I just mean simple things like just sometimes having a couple minutes to, to stop and do some breathing exercises or to stare at a window. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the last two, three weeks have been quite busy with work and I've just been traveling a bit as well. Um, so this weekend I, I subconsciously made sure I had no plans and I stayed in my PJs all day Saturday and I sat on my couch and I did nothing and it was the best thing that I could have done for me in my mental health. Well hey if, if our if our last episode doesn't share anything it's that hey well do I understand mental health but no I know what you mean I, I've rediscovered Bones which is a, a terrible TV series but it's just my sort of trash that's just put on in the background to just enjoy people solving crimes with the most ridiculous premise ah makes me so happy to watch because it's such rubbish <laughs> is that the one with the guy from Buffy it the is Mom the one with the guy from Buffy it's you know I'm not going to say he's not an attractive FBI agent you know even for a person of my predilections but uh that's so stupid I love it <laughs> it's, it's so stupid <laughs> I, I, I remember him from, from Buffy. I can't remember what character he was. He was called. Angel. Was he had his own spin-off. How can you not? Oh, oh my God. Clearly, you didn't, clearly you didn't quite ride or die Buffy as hard as I did back in the day. Because I, I, yeah, I really liked, I, I, I can't believe I really liked Buffy. I think there's a sort of generation of ladies of a certain age of a certain um, queerness, shall we say, who have a... Very fond set of memories for young Buffy. More importantly, young Willow. Ah. So, wait, there was Willow, there was Buffy. Well, there Buff was the Buffy, geek, Buffy there was, was the a slayer. Geek. Willow was her f best friend who became a witch. And wasn't there a third yeah, friend? Yeah, Xander. Okay, so geeky, nerdy, that, my type people. Yeah, that, 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 you know, that was the original Scooby gang. Obviously at Oz and Cordelia that tagged along. Plus Giles. Ah, oh, God, love Buffy. Hey, you can't go wrong with a with a sidekick with an English accent. <laughs> so I, but, yeah, I was say, I was say, now we need a good transition, um, and I don't have a good. Um, talking of slaying, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to have for how you're gonna like talk, talk, transition. Talking of slaying topic. the patriarchy, apparently. Um, and I feel like I should have known this. In fact, I feel like this is a thing you should have reminded me of. Because you are far more up-to-date on these things. Is last week and or this week was 
God, what was it called? Women's Tech Day? Week? week? Women's, Women's Equality Day 2021. That's the one. Which is serendipitous since we're recording. And have a Women in Tech podcast. <laughs> it's almost like we have our own day. <laughs> um, the, I, I know there'll be some people who'll be listening to this going, but you shouldn't have a day. Every day should be Equality Day. And I feel, I feel the same for everyone who's thinking that. You know, yeah, I, I, I feel like they, I feel like like they should fuck off. And you, and you can cut that bit out if you want. But it is, no, I want to leave it in. Because it's like, a, yes, every day is a quality day. Every day is male appreciation day. I think we can all appreciate that for all lives to matter, some have to, have to be elevated first. So it's a good opportunity to just look at things. Because there's some fascinating stats in some of the papers that have sort of been published around the one. There's a really good, I think I shared it with you, sort of open access gov thing. I mean, what is that my favourite, well, one of my favourite stats, that 72% of women in tech roles report being regularly outnumbered by men in business meetings by a two-to-one ratio. And 26% put five-to-one. Just trying to think, I'm in the five-to-one category. I mean, most of my the time... I'm the only woman in the room. I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, that resonates with me. And that's, as we talked about in the past, that loneliness factor there. Uh, which reinforces imposter syndrome when you don't see anybody like you at the table. It's, it's so much harder to be taken seriously. And it sucks that that is still a thing in 2021. I completely agree. And you also, what, what you find is when you're the only person in the room of a specific, whether it's gender, whether it's background, you then feel that you don't belong there. But then what that also then kind of results in is you feeling that you need to be working Mm -hmm. twice as hard as everybody else, because you are constantly then having to validate your, your need to be there, your sort of, you know, ability to be in that room and hold that space. Well, um, and, I, I, and that's that's yeah. No, I I think, but I think the disappointing thing is, is that's clearly not really changing. I mean, I guess it's good that seventy two percent is only two to one, and it's only a quarter of people who it's still you know five to one. I mean, at that point, you might as well still say a quarter of women find themselves the only woman in a meeting. So I guess it's only a quarter. That's progress, but we have. Such a long way to go to make that up. I mean, again. But is it only a, a, a so I, I just want to clarify this to, to anyone listening. You know, when we're saying a quarter of progress, and this is probably something which, you know, it, I'm sort of kind of going through a phase at the moment of realization. It's, but what do we mean by progress? Because, you know, sometimes progress is, is, is your ability to kind of move in a space. Sometimes your progress is also hindered by the opportunities that you're presented, um, definitely by your upbringing. You know, we all know that depending on which socioeconomic background you come from, you will have a privilege or you'll have an advantage. So I, I just want to say that, you know, I know it says like, you know, only a, a quarter of women women have progressed, but that's probably because the, the other percentage have probably had a lot of factors which are really out of our control. Um, and, and even, you know, to, a, to an extent, uh, and Kat and I, we speak about this a lot, we have a lot of 
things which kind of put us into the categories of you know there's other people who are far more privileged than us you know we're not white we're not male men cat is oh, white, I, say, I, 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 I need to make that one very clear <laughs> cat is I'm white, so white. Uh, but you know we're not we're not we're not white male men but cat is white but she's also you know a member of the lgbtq community i'm asian and I, we're both women and we've both got like you know things which kind of discriminate against us yeah but we also still have privilege because we've kind of got to where we have. And once you do get to that position, certain doors do become oh, slightly easier to navigate. But around. I think if you look at some of the other stats that they're putting up, despite a 40% growth in the sector, very sort of tech in the UK, it's still only 30% of women holding roles, which means 70% of roles. Over. Yeah. And I don't have the breakdown for how many of those roles are senior roles. But I'm going to guess it's not many. And, and that's part of that, that 25% ratio of being the only woman in a room. And it's kind of corresponds. And maybe, and I'd love to hear from people, if, you know, more earlier in their career, if they are seeing more women, even if it is a minority, as part of that 30%. But 30%, again, is, you know, as with all things, there are lies, down lies, and statistics. You, know, you can make numbers pretty much do whatever... But the other the other thing I think the report drew out is just how how much backward progress has well how much how much progress has been pushed backward by the pandemic, mostly negatively affecting women again those those, those knock on side effects of childcare and parental care and just all the caregiving being expected of women, mm. which has really sort of driven inroads into any particular sort of you know future that women can have. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we can still celebrate 30%. Because, hell, it's better than whatever it was 10 years ago, which is probably 10%, 5%. Yeah, it's growing. I'd like it to be 50-50, especially in the deeper technical part. I mean, I know that's me being slightly elitist. Because you know, also there were women in tech and there were women in tech. But, you know, anyone taking a STEM subject, anyone doing a STEM role, just just more and more of them. And yeah, it's a quality day, so... Well, at least it was a quality day. And we, I don't know how I, I, don't know how I feel about the... I mean, how do you feel about a quality day? How do you feel like about... It's it's 2021. As a woman in tech. How do you feel I, on, I, this, on this fun I, day? I always find these days... Or maybe this year I found them challenging. In, in, in the pandemic, I've written... So I was always that person who was celebrating these days i was always the person who was running the women in tech initiatives in any company in any sort of you know hobby related committee that i was in 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 my spare time but over the last year and a half i've i've kind of stepped back because um as much as these days are great because it's giving us space i'm now saying actually I i don't want a day i want i want equality each and every day I want to be, you know, hired because I'm the best candidate for the role, not because I'm a DNI, you know, pass. I, I want to be, you know, when I'm in a meeting, I want people to listen to me, not because I've had to raise my voice or not because I've had to adapt my tone because uh, and me and uh, um, a colleague of, of, of mine, we were talking about this recently uh, and they said, oh, um, people find um, a male tone uh, more soothing because it's a lower, deeper voice. And as women, 
you know, our voices are gen- generally of, of a higher tone. Um, and so when in things like meetings, etc., someone is trying to get their point across, one of the sort of subconscious ways of, you know, men being given more time and space and, and being seen as more authoritative, etc., is because of the fact that when they deliver a message, their tone is, is a more harmonious tone, etc. And as much as I kind of subconsciously agree with that, because a lot of what I've, the work I've been doing with my coach this year is getting my message across without feeling like I need to, to be the loud person in the room. And it seems to be working, but at the same time, you know, how many of my male counterparts, how many people in, in a similar role in the tech space who are male have to think about this every single day? And there's a difference between messaging, don't get me wrong, like, you know, how you message to your stakeholders, etc. I get it. But as women, we have to not only think about the messaging, but, you know, can I interrupt someone in a meeting? How many times can I interrupt someone? You know, if I'm not being given room to talk um, and, I, and I then raise my voice just to kind of get a bit more authority, is that going to be seen as me being, you know, intimidating or aggressive? Our male counterparts don't have to think of all of these other oh, subconscious no, things. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the tone thing, I mean, not that we should hold her up as any particular champion of women's progress, but, you know, Thatcher famously took uh, elocution lessons to lower her voice to become more taken more seriously and become a project it's, it was definitely in the film which i didn't watch but I, i'm pretty certain that's true um yeah but it's it's very much a thing uh, and yeah it's it, well, it, it's an undeniable truth that uh, men are listened to more often i mean i think i've got i've got two i feel a bit weird about it in hindsight in a way that i wouldn't have felt weird about it in the past. Partly, I think sometimes the tone tends to be, let's celebrate all these amazing women. And that's great. But it feels like we're setting a bar pretty high here. Like, can't we just celebrate all the average ones? Or ones who just got up today and went, oh God, I've overslept and I've got to rush around and just get there in time with sloppy makeup and I'll do an okay job today. Not everyone has... It's not about being this amazing thing. But everyone lords is like a... Like men get to be average. That, the kind of what rubs me the wrong way, I think, is that... Yeah. I probably just appreciate that they're here. They don't have to be amazing and here at the same time. Cause and I think that's the, that's the key difference. You know, people show up and they just do their job. And they're applauded. Um women show up and they do their job and some more while still having a million and one things going on in the background mm. and they are seen as you know xyz and it's normally always a negative <laughs> connotation because you know they're they're being given a space which which you know they should be um they they should be sort of grateful for as a, as a male colleague or a, you know a male in this world you're you're not because you think you're entitled, because you think that's that's your role in the world, and in everything that that we see, and not just in society, but in the working, uh, in our workspaces, to you know when you go to like sports centres or football grounds or everything out externally is is catered to. Oh, absolutely. Male I mean, I, I think I think my takeaway, and I hope the takeaway for every woman listening to this is, it's lovely, but heck, we're all here. And, and that's enough right now. Like today, it's not about it's not about storming Parliament or whatever. It's just 
if we've got to if we get a day cool but take that day to just appreciate that we're all here despite everything and it doesn't don't need more it doesn't have to be more we're not done yeah let's, let's, you know, let's have a one day it's a bit like going back to Buffy like Halloween for vampires it's basically a day off <laughs> uh, hey if I get a day off then I'll take hey, it that's a deep, but, that but is my, a deep my... cut for season 2 in the introduction of Spike it was the introduction of Spike, was uh. the introduction of Spike. <laughs> Oh god, I remember Spike. Oh, come on, change masters. Um, anyway, continuing the equality theme and hilarious thing is in the news. Apple are appling again. I I love this 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 terminology which came into my life this year because I am sadly too young to know this before the Streisand effect. Um, and and I think Apple are just great at this. Um, and for those of you who don't know what the Streisand effect is, go Google it. Uh, okay, I'd yeah, like to hope, er, yeah, I like to hope everyone at this podcast knows what the Streisand effect is. Or they may not even know who Bob hey. Streisand is anymore. Oh God! I was gonna, I was gonna say, not many people, uh, millennial slash, um, you know, what, Gen Z will, will will know Barbara Streisand minus that song that was really popular, like I think ten years ago. Um, so yeah, so Apple uh, being Apple tried banning conversations at work to do with pay quality and surprise surprise when you try and shut conversations down normally that noise elevates even more i think i think this one's interesting for uh, a couple of reasons i mean partly as ever it's the schadenfreude or like pointing at the famously secret company go ha you've got leaks and not everything is shiny behind the apple edifice but you're right it is it is the classic streisand effect and as a women in tech podcast i think it's well known that equality drives comes from openness. You can't correct an injustice if that injustice isn't talked about. And whilst companies have a vested interest in not projecting that information, it lets who knows what goes on behind the data. And I think in this case, it's egregious. I mean, because they try and protect, project a reputation of, yes, we're the good company. You know, we take privacy seriously. We are the ones who, you know, blah, 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 blah. We're a great place to work. We have all these ideals. And then it's quite, a, not amusing, but there's a there's an element of schadenfreude about, really? Well, your own HR department is shutting down efforts at equality while staying that they violate your efforts of achieving equality. It, it's just so this an, is an interesting one. Yeah, it, it it is, but it's really interesting for me because I've spent a lot of the last two years, I guess, of my career, because um, a lot of what we do in operations. By the way, for the, anyone who keeps sending me emails on LinkedIn trying to sell me fort lift fort lift lift trucks, or you know, if I want to wash buildings, etc., that's not the kind of operations I do. <laughs> I, I had another email this week. Cat. But- I found it hilarious, but it's it's. Funnily enough, not the type of operations I do. But if anyone wants to um, give us a free forklift truck, <laughs> I'm not going to turn it down. Had, like... And someone tried selling me PPE equipment. And the best thing is they always say, you know, we've read your LinkedIn. So, wait, wait. so we know. Somebody tries to sell you PPE. Oh, PPE. Sorry, I, I thought you meant like yeah. rubber latex stuff. <laughs> P- I, I thought you said PPC. No. I was like, wait. <laughs> no, PPE, personal <laughs> protection equipment. <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to preface what before I start. That's not the kind of operation I work in. Um, 
But the last two, two, three years of my career, I, you know, obviously in operations, you're working across different divisions in the in the company, and you're looking at you know initiatives that will help scale things, etc. Um, so a lot of what I get to deal with is is you know interesting things like conversations, like you know what are the things that as a company we should be open about versus. Um, so my my sort of stance on this this whole you know how open should companies be you know and and how open a culture should you have within a company in terms of talking about things has has kind of changed so i'm going to be slightly controversial to this one um so from from what i believe with apple you know it was a conversation that had been started on slack i don't know or or, or their version of slack you know there's lots of different software that you can use instead of slack just in case i'm not i'm not sort of uh Sponsored by Slack, but if they want to sponsor our podcast, we're more than one. I, I, te- I, I take a Slack. Spot. I, I, you know, I like Slack. You know, I, I endorse Slack. Oh, I mean, I think the Apple so thing is interesting because, I mean, going back to what companies should and shouldn't be open about, that's always a choice for the company and the company culture. But there's also the you can learn lessons by what grassroots movements that companies want to do. And I think in this case, it's a grassroots movement in that no one's gone here's an HR initiative, let's do a thing, let's put something together and work out what we want to do and do we have a problem. It's sort of a bottom-up, hey, we think there's a problem, we want to organise, and it being hard shut down. Yeah, so in, in this case, it was, a, 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 you know, everyone has different channels on Slack. They, they, one of the channels that was created was to do with discussing pay disparity and, and basically Apple sort of, remove the channel saying it doesn't really meet the standards of, of their company policies. Um, and then someone went on, uh, went on to po- point out that some of the other channels don't either, you know, hashtag fun dogs and dad jokes. Um, I, I don't know the specifics because they don't work in Apple. Um, but I guess my, my sort of question to you is, Kat, uh, what are your thoughts on, on having conversations to do with pay equality? Um, uh, in, in any pay, pay equality is a very difficult one because it's such a nuanced thing that compounds over time I think and, and I think there's a there's a discussion to be had I think there are some things that make nothing but misery which is 100% transparency. I actually don't think helps anybody, individuals or the organisation, which may be controversial. But it, it's such a nuanced thing that unless you're in a highly regulated industry where you have a union representing you, everyone of a certain grade gets exactly the same pay, then, God, you... you if, it's such a new, it a basically difficult thing. Like if you joined a year after somebody, and the previous year they had a really good year, so they got a big pay rise. But now this year you don't, you, you cannot compare. You literally cannot compare apples for apples, unless you. It, it's it's impossible. I think what you but that isn't to say you can't talk generalities. Uh, yes, and it's interesting because I, I actually, when I started this conversation, I wasn't sure we were going to agree. But I think that that's kind of the the lightning moment I've had with the last few years, where I'm someone who's always about being open with conversations. Right? We are both huge, huge advocates of of equality, um, and and you know where people are doing the same role, and if there's a huge disparity in their pay, mm. completely agree. If if a woman is being paid 10k less than a man, yes. That's that's not right. 
Um, but, but the other sort of side to this is everyone has had a different journey. Everyone's experiences are different. So two people might end up in a similar grade in a same, similar company, but one person might have, I don't know, 15 years of experience and have used specific tools, etc. And the other person might have 10 years of experience and they're still learning those tools on the job. And if those two then people have a difference in salary, I actually think, well, yeah, because the other person's had more experience and they know the specific tools, you know? Um, so, so there will always be some sort of disparity because you can't, unless you're saying your journey has been exactly the same as someone else, it's very hard to kind well, of also, argue like for like. your performance has to be exactly the same, adjust exactly the same, in the same economic conditions. So, you, there are, you know, companies have good years and bad years, and in good years, people who do well get rewarded, hopefully. Um, but if you're not at the company in a good year and you're in a bad year and you do equally as well, but the company did badly, then... And this is why I think the specifics, and especially as you get more senior, become less and less relevant. But what I will say is, though, if, if the company is, for whatever reason, favouring one person over the other and it's got nothing to do with performance and it's got nothing to do exactly. with... Exactly, yes. Um, and that, that's why I think it's then, a Then, then yes. Which is why... There's a, there's a, I think there's a benefit to a non-anonymity. I think openness through anonymity may help these things. Because the one thing you don't want to do is, is violate anyone's privacy and go, hey, this person earns this. Yeah, and the other thing, and 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 the other thing you don't want to do is 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 have such privacy that one person is, you know, really being, um, mm. put put in a in a negative position because of the fact of of their their ethnicity or you know yeah. or whatever. So I think I think the effort. Standards I think, yeah, so I think I, I mean, in my opinion, I think the efforts that make the most sense are the ones that look at ranges and, and differentiators between, you know, people of color and white people or men and women just large deterministic factors where you can draw some conclusions about do we have yeah. a structural problem i think because that's that's the real key is there will always be differences between individuals because individuals are just like they're individual they have different journeys the question is whether you have a structural problem and you can't address that at the individual level the flip side though is you, app, you know, apple being a classic case with this is if you are shutting down a grassroots movement that thinks there's a problem, that is the worst thing to do. I was going to say the one thing is, regardless of our opinions on this, right, and we, and we both have actually, we, we, we see the benefits of both sides. Mm. The one thing a company should never do is, is, such, is shut down debate. Exactly. Now, if, if they shut it down because there was personal information being shared in this channel, you know, people's salaries, etc., I completely agree. Then at that point... It's breaking um, policy. There's private information being shared, and, it, and you know, I don't know if people's information is being shared with. Well, also, I'm, pre I'm pretty certain. I, you know, I am not a lawyer, but I'm pretty certain that California law makes it legal to stop them doing it for this very reason. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer though, but it's just a. But it's, it's just, just a bad conversation. Sign. I mean, you know, there's that terrible thing where, well, of course, Apple will get away with it. Apple's Apple, and people want to work for Apple. The more pernicious thing is if your the company you work for is smaller and tries to do it. But the thing is, I also think it, it should never be a case of apples apple and they'll get away with it. Because if if I really stood for something, and this is a personal thing, so I I don't hold it to everyone else as well. Um, 
if I was really uncomfortable if, or if a company had an ethos that it didn't resonate with me, um, I would leave. That's a personal choice. Mm. Um, yeah. If a company tried to, to st- you know, I'm a DNI advocate, so a UCAT, if, if our, you know, the company that we work for right now said, actually, we don't want you to be talking about stuff like that in your private t- space or being an advocate for XYZ, I would leave because, you know what, that's encroaching on who I am as a person and what I stand for, my beliefs. Yeah, that, that, that um, is true, that I agree with. But as you, as but you said, a, to start with, it is, also again, it's the, it's the Streisand effect. The best, yeah. best way to deal with it is to engage it and not amplify the negative message that is clearly going to come out in the news about it, and here we are talking about it, and everyone else is talking about it, going, oh my god, A, what a PR blunder. Because, I mean, ultimately, this, this comes down to PR. I mean, somebody, somebody took the decision to do it. I mean, I'm hope, I would assume it was someone moderately junior, because they did not think through the second or third or order effects of applying such a blanket thing. And the optics of it just look terrible. And also in the age of social media, we know social media is so powerful for uh, things like well, this. Especially in a, in, in, in a time where Apple is clearly being slightly more open. You know, you'll find Apple employees on Twitter tweeting about their job. I mean, everything's very positive for the most part, but <laughs> that was unheard of five years ago. You know, the, the Great Wall of Apple was very much there. So I, th- I think it's there's, there's it's a difficult conversation that you cannot have at the individual level because individuals are always different. But the structural problem should never be hidden, should always be open and addressable. And companies should be transparent about how they pay and if they've got a problem, how they're solving it. Because... The worst thing to do is a have a problem and then not not do not do anything about it. Because if you've got a problem and you recognise it and you're honest about it, then that's understandable to a point. It'll be interesting to see what what because um, you know I always say having great policies and then not following them. Well, that's the other thing. Isn't it? Well, that's why this is such a Schadenfreude idea because it's one thing to say be sort of hold yourself up as a company that champions you know rights and privacy and equality and then to also turn around and go yeah but you guys can't talk about this and unfortunately yeah. we all know the one the reason why we, people tend to not want to be able to talk about it exactly it'd be great to understand you as viewers what your thoughts are if you agree with us disagree with us feel free to leave your comments well, um, well yes this... you know, please tweet us uh, feedback is always welcome Exactly. Um, and, and let us know if you've, if you've experienced similar things in your firms, um, how they've handled things. Cat, um, obviously, we'll be back next week with another great episode. It's always great having a chat with you. Um, our message to our listeners is, if you like what we talk about, or if you actually fancy listening to us again, hit the subscribe button. Come back another day. And if you subscribe... You'll also get a notification when we have a new episode. You do, and you can find us in all your favourite podcasting applications. Um, I, for one, use Overcast because I'm a weird hippie who likes to actually buy a podcasting app. But, you know, Apple, <laughs> Spotify, Apple, Google, all your favourite podcasts. Uh, Amara, where can people Oof. find you on the internet to give you that feedback? I was going to... 
Um, I'm I'm on Instagram, guys. Um, Queens Ott Age, and then Amara underscore underscore Queens Ott A. Hit me up. I'm always there talking about some sort of random, you know, fad. Um, and I love my coffee shops. If you like coffee, just, oh, coffee is life. Coffee shop recommendations. Uh, you, you know, can find us both at Queens Ott on the Twitters. Uh, my personal uh, handle is Caitlin underscore F underscore Baker where I just very occasionally tweet about stuff and normally just shout at companies for terrible customer service. Oh, I love shouting at companies for terrible customer service. It's one of my, my part-time hobbies. Um, and yeah, we'll be back soon. Kat, enjoy the heat wave. I will. Thanks, Amara. As ever, thanks for listening, Neil. And we'll see you guys on the next episode.